Welcome to Zichud Avsi Man Memorai Ram Gold and there was Zechus Yavamas Daf Chavtes, the third parak Arba Achim. So the three topics we're going to focus on. Number one, the next mission brings Malchok is regarding to what degree Mimer is considered like a full marriage. The case is when there are three brothers, two of whom were married to two sisters, Vachad Mufna, and one is not married. One of the sisters' husbands dies childless, and the Mufna does Mimer with the widow. And then the second brother dies childless, so that the second sister now falls the Yibum to the Mufna. The Mimer wife stays with him, and the second sister goes out without Yibum or Chalitza because she is his wife's sister. Rashi explains that Beishamai hold that the widow he did Mimer with, is considered like his genuine wife. And when her sister falls to him, she's not considered Achuzikukaso. But he must terminate his Mimer wife with Get and Chalitza, and his brother's wife with Chalitza. This is a case in which they say, Woe to him over his own wife, and woe unto him over his brother's wife. This is because the Mufna loses both women. Pointing to Rebbe said, Do not say that Mimer, according to Beishamai, Kona Kenyan Gamur, is a complete Kenyan of the Yavama, so that if the Yavam wants to send her out, a get is sufficient. Rather, Mimer, according to Beishamai, in a Kona Elitchos Patsar Bovad, does not make a Kenyan except regarding being Dochad, the Mimer's rival Yavama, which in this case is her sister. Rush explains that her sister does not forbid the Mimer wife as Achuzukukaso. Ravashi teaches that Rabbi Lazar said as follows, Do not say that Mimer, according to Beishamai, Dachi Dechia Gemura, accomplishes a complete rejection of the Yavama's relatives, so that the Mimer's wife's rival Yavama, which is her sister, does not even require Chalitza. Rather, according to Beishamai, Dochu Mashairu, Mimer affects a partial rejection, but leaves a part of the sister's Zika intact. The Mimer wife does not become forbidden to her husband as a Zakuka sister because of this partial Zika. But because it's only a partial Zika, the sister is not fully rejected and she is required to receive Chalitza. The Gemara refutes the second version of Beishamai. And pointing with the Rabbah asks, Mimer of Beishamai Nisun Osa or Erison Osa? Mimer, according to Beishamai, does it affect Nisun or does it affect Erison? Abai said to Rabbah that if he's asking if Mimer acts like Erison, so that the Mimer wife needs to be given over to Chuppah, meaning he must get her consent, it's not a question, for even if a Yavam does not do Mimer, the Pasuk says, Yavama Yavo Aleha, her Yavam shall have relations with her, which implies, even if it's against her will, without Chuppah. So all the more so, Chuppah is not necessary if he did Mimer. Rabbi answered that there still is a question, for if anyone does Mimer with his Yavama, the Zika bond that existed departs from him, and a new Zika of Erezin takes effect upon him. Therefore, it's possible that being that she's like an Arusa, she would require Chuppah with her consent. So even though an ordinary Yavama does not need Chuppah, this woman does. And Rush explains that the Yavam has relations without her consent. He has not acquired her fully. The question is left unresolved. So once again, the three points are number one. The next mission brings about focus regarding to what degree Mimer is considered like a full marriage. The case is when there are three brothers, two of whom were married to two sisters, Vachad Mufna, and one is not married. One of the sisters' husbands dies childless, and the Mufna does Mimer with the widow. And then the second brother dies childless, so that the second sister now falls the Yibum to the Mufna. The Mimer wife stays with him, and the second sister goes out without Yibum or Chalitza because she is his wife's sister. Rashi explains that Beishamai hold that the widow he did Mimer with, Kukunusidyami, is considered like his genuine wife. And when her sister falls to him, she's not considered Achus Kukas Ho. 
But Beisil say Motzei as Ishto beget ubechalitza veishes achid bechalitza. He must terminate his mimer wife with get and chalitza and his brother's wife with chalitza. This is a case in which they say, Woe to him over his own wife, and woe unto him over his brother's wife. This is because the Mufna loses both women. Pointing to Rebelezer said, Do not say that Mimer, according to Beishamai, Kona Kinyan Gomer, is a complete Kinyan of the Yavama, so that if the Yavam wants to send her out, a get is sufficient. Rather, Mimer, according to Beishamai, in a Kona Elitchos Batsar Bovad, does not make a Kinyan except regarding being Dolcha, the Mimer's rival Yavama which in this case is her sister. Rashi explains that her sister does not forbid the Mimer wife as Achuzukukaso. Ravashi teaches that Rabbi Lazar said as follows, Do not say that Mimer, according to Beishamai, Dachi Dechia Gemura, accomplishes a complete rejection of the Yavama's relatives, so that the Mimer's wife's rival Yavama, which is her sister, does not even require Chalitza. Rather, according to Beishamai, Dochu Mashayahu, Mimer affects a partial rejection, but leaves a part of the sister Zika intact. The Mimer wife does not become forbidden to her husband as a Zakuka sister because of this partial Zika. But because it's only a partial Zika, the sister is not fully rejected and she is required to receive Chalitza. The Gemara refutes the second version of Beishamai. And pointing with the Rabbi asks, Mimer of Beishamai Nisun Osa or Erison Osa? Mimer according to Beishamai, does it affect Nisun or does it affect Erison? Abai said to Rabba that if he's asking if Mimer acts like Erison, so that the Mimer wife needs to be given over to Chuppah, meaning he must get her consent, it's not a question, for even if a Yavam does not do Mimer, the Pasuk says, Yavama Yavo Aleha, her Yavam shall have relations with her, which implies, even if it's against her will, without Chuppah. So all the more so, Chuppah is not necessary if he did Mimer. Rabbi answered that there still is a question, for if anyone does Mimer with his Yavama, the Zika bond that existed departs from him and a new Zika of Erezin takes effect upon him. Therefore, it's possible that being that she's like an Arusa, she would require Chuppah with her consent. So even though an ordinary Yavama does not need Chuppah, this woman does. And Rush explains that the Yavam has relations without her consent. He has not acquired her fully. The question is left unresolved. All right, so now we go to Simba Dov and her standard Simba is a cot. A cot. So here goes. When the Mufna brother sleeping in the cot was woken and did Mimer with one of two sisters, he knew that her sister, who then fell to him for Yibum, did not ask her as Mimer wife as Akos Zukukaso. But he was too sleepy to remember if Mimer was like Nisuan or like Erison requiring Chuppah and her consent. Once again, it's slow motion. When the Mufna brother sleeping in the cot caught, that must be more of Chavtes. When the Mufna brother sleeping in the cot was woken and did Mimer with one of two sisters, which reminds us that the next mission brings about focus on to what degree Mimer is considered like a full marriage. The case is when there are three brothers, two of whom were married to two sisters, Ve'echad Mufna, and one is not married. One of the sisters' husbands dies childless, and the Mufna does Mimer with the widow, and then the second brother dies childless. So the second sister now falls to Yubum to the Mufna. Be'shamay say, Ishto imo b'hazo teitzimishumachuzisha. The Mimer wife stays with him, and the second sister goes out without Yibum or Chalitza, because she is his wife's sister. But Basil saying he must terminate his Mimer wife with a get and Chalitza, and his brother's wife with Chalitza. This is the case in which they say, Oilo al Ishtov, Oilo al Ishtosachi. Woe to him over his own wife, and woe to him over his brother's wife. This is because the Mufna loses both women. So when the Mufna brother sleeping in the cot was woken and did Mimer with one of two sisters, he knew that her sister, who then fell to him for Yibum, did not ask her as Mimer wife as Akhuzukukaso. 
which reminds the Rebbe Lazar said, do not say that Maimer according to Beishamai, Kone Kinyan Gamur, is a complete Kinyan of the Yavama, so that if the Yavam wants to send her out, I get a sufficient. Rather, Maimer according to Beishamai, in a Kone El Litchos, does not make a Kinyan except regarding being Doch and the Maimer's rival Yavama, which in this case is her sister. Ravashi teaches the Rebbe Lazar said a different version of Beishamai, which the Gemara comes to refute. So, when the Mufna brother sleeping in the cot was woken, and did Maimer with one of two sisters, he knew that her sister who then fell to him for Yibum, did not usher his mimer wife, as Akos Zukukaso. But he was too sleepy to remember if the mimer was like Nesuin or like Erison requiring chuppah and her consent. Which reminds Rabbah asked, Mimer Beishamai Nesuin Oso or Erison Oso? Mimer according to Beishamai. Does it affect Nesuin or does it affect Erison? If it works like Erison, she would require chuppah with her consent. So once again, when the Mufna brother sleeping in the cot was woken and did mimer with one of two sisters, he knew that her sister who then fell to him for Yibum did not usher his mimer wife as Achus Zukukaso. But he was too sleepy to remember if the mimer was like Nesuin or like Erison, requiring chuppah and her consent. All right, now it's time for four blabak chazar. So the sin of is a silver wedding anniversary. So here goes. The couple celebrating 25 years of marriage. 25 years of marriage, a silver wedding anniversary? That must be more on Daf Chafei. The couple celebrating 25 years of marriage after rumors were counted before a day and a half had elapsed, which reminds the Mishnah Daf Chafdal and Amabe state that if one was subject to rumors that he had relations with a married woman and Basin required the husband to divorce her, if the suspected adulterer married her, he must divorce her. The Gemara brought him Alchokas, where Rav held that the adulterer only divorces her when there were witnesses to the adultery, and Rebbe held he must divorce her even based on a mere rumor without witnesses. On this stuff, the Gemara says the Lach is like each of them and explains that there's not a contradiction for the distinctions whether there was a called a pasik, a rumor that was stopped by a counter-rumor that denied the first one. Abai says that his adopted mother taught him that a call the little pasik, a rumor that was not stopped, is a rumor that endures for a day and a half. So, the couple celebrating 25 years of marriage after rumors were countered before a day and a half had elapsed lost their appetite when the waiter testified to them that he killed a husband. Which reminds us, the next mission states that if one testifies regarding a man that he died or I killed him or we killed him, he may not marry the dead man's wife. Which implies that while he may not marry the wife, Others may marry her. The Gemara says the mission can be explained in accordance with Rabbah, who rules Adam Karuba Eitzel Atzmo Vein Adam Mesim Atzmo Rasha. A person is considered related to himself, and therefore a person cannot disqualify himself from testifying by establishing himself as a Russia. In effect, Pagin Dibura. We split his testimony, so the part regarding himself is not considered, but his testimony regarding the other is believed. So, the couple celebrating 25 years of marriage after rumors were countered before a day and a half had elapsed lost their appetite when the waiter testified to them that he killed a husband, who was a mumcha judge who had married a woman he released from a vow. Which reminds us, the next Mishnah states, HaChachim Sha'asr is the Ish Ben Neder Abala Ena. HaChachim forbids a woman to her husband by not releasing her from a neder she made, not to derive pleasure from him, and he divorced her, may not marry the woman. Even though a basin of three is required to release the woman from her vow, and in such a case the judge would not be suspect since he's acting as part of a basin, Digmore explains that the case was with a single judge who was a yachid mumcha, an expert judge. In such a case, he may release her from the vow, and if he does not, then he is prohibited to marry her. So the similar Davchavav is a military coup. So here goes. The soldier who testified that his friend died in the military coup, military coup, that must be more on Davchavav. 
The soldier who testified that his friend died in the military coup and then married the wife after his own wife died. Which reminds us, the next mission states Vakulam and all of them referring to the Chalcham who did not release a wife from her net or the Shliach who brought a get from Medina Siam and the witness to a man's death If they had wives at the time and the wives later died, they're permitted to marry the woman whose case they were involved in. Rashi explains that there's no reason to be suspect that they had ulterior motives since they were married at the time. Digmore clarifies that in certain situations, even after he divorces his wife, one is permitted to marry these women. So, the soldier who testified that his friend died in the military coup and then married the wife after his own wife died, met up with a comrade whose testimony freed up a woman to marry his son. Which reminds us, the Mishnah stated, V'kulam mutars livnen olachem. And all these women are permitted to the sons and brothers of these men who were involved in freeing them. Digmore explains why this is different from what is taught in Abraisa, that if one is the subject of rumors that he was with a certain woman, that he's forbidden to her mother, her daughter, or her sister. So the soldier who testified that his friends died in the military coup and then married the wife after his own wife died, met up with a comrade whose testimony freed up a woman to marry his son. And they had a grand old time discussing the sudya of Chalitza Pesula. Which reminds us that a chalitza psula is where the brother is not permitted to do yibum and forced to do chalitza, such as in the case where the yavama is the sister of the yavam's chalitza. Since it's a chalitza psula, the yavama acquires a chalitza from all the brothers, since this type of chalitza does not have the strength to sever the zika from all the brothers at once. Daf Chavzain. So the simmer Daf Chavzain is a kazoo. So here goes. The kids who blew their zika alert kazoos, kazoos, that must be more on Daf Chavzain. The kids who blew their Zika alert kazoos at the sorrows of two sisters who did Chalitza to warn them that they were not released yet, which reminds us, Ravashi explains Shmuel's ruling that if the Yavam performs Chalitza with two sisters, the sorrows are not released is based on the view that there is Zika. And the reason why the sorrows are not released when the Yavam performs Chalitza with the sisters is because the Zika is not strong enough to make the sorrows of an Erva through the Zika equal to the Erva through Zika herself. And Rashi explains that the Rabban decreed a Zika in the case of Ahu Zukuka so, making the sister of a Zukuka like an Erva. Now while this on a Rabban level forbids her Tsara from Yibum, it's not strong enough to classify her as an Erva like it does with the Tsara of a Deraisa Erva. Therefore, the Tsars require Chalitza as well. So the kids who blew their Zika alert kazoos at the Tsars of two sisters who did Chalitza to warn them that they were not released yet, where one was a Baal's get and the other a Baal's mimer, which reminds us, Gamora asks, in a case in which a man's brother died childless, leaving two widows, and the Yavim gave a get to one widow and did mimer with the other one, which one should the Yavim do chalitza with? Do we say that the one that received the get should do chalitza, da'askhubabachalitza, because the Yavim has already started the chalitza process with her? Or do we say it's preferred to do chalitza with the one he did mimer with, Mishim de because since he did mimer with her, she's closer than her tsara to doing yibum with the Yavim, and therefore the chalitza is a stronger chalitza. The Gemara concludes that they're equal and neither takes precedence. So the kids who blew their Zika alert kazoos at the Tsaros of two sisters who did Chalitza to warn them that they were not released yet, where one was a Baal's get and the other a Baal's mimer, were told to stop blowing when they were notified that in fact the first sister died before doing Chalitza and the second one was taken in Yibum. Which reminds Rav Huna said in the name of Rav, in the case of two sisters who married two brothers who fall to one Yovam, if the first widow died before doing Chalitza, then he may take the second sister in Yibum. The more clarifies that even though Rav holds of the principle of Shekol Yavama She'ena Nikoraba B'Shas Navila Yavama Yavo Aleha Ha'ezoke Eishas Ach She'eish Lobanim Any Yavama 
that I cannot call the time she fell to Yibam a Yavam is considered like the wife of a brother who has children and is forbidden to the Yavam forever, he says it only applies when it's dealing with the Doraisa of Achos Isha. But in the case with two sisters, where it's only a Zika de Rabbanan, it does not apply. Dav Chav Ches, so the sim Dav Chav Ches is a strong man. So here goes. The strong man, strong man, that must be more Dav Chav Ches. The strong man who did Yibum to one of two sisters, because the other was an erva to him, though his brother could not do the same, which reminds us the Mishnah Dav Chav Vav Amarav had stated that in the case of two sisters falling to two brothers for Yibum, if one of the sisters is an erva to one of the brothers, then the brother is forbidden to take her, but is permitted to take her sister in Yibum. The Gemara asks why this was taught when we already learned it in the Mishnah Dav Chav Amarav with the case of two sisters who fall to one brother and one of the sisters is an erva to the Yavam. And the Mishnah states, her sister, who is her fellow Yavama, may either do Chalitza or be taken in Yibum. The Gemara will discuss why the Mishnah needed to repeat it. So the strong man who did Yibum to one of two sisters, because the other was an erva to him, though his brother could not do the same, discovered they were daughters born out of wedlock, which reminds us, Ravuda said that Ravichia's rule applies to all the Arais listed in the first Mishnah from the case of a mother-in-law and onward, but does not include the first six cases related to daughters and granddaughters. The reason is that this rule could only apply to daughters that were conceived out of wedlock, for then they could be two sisters that were daughters from two brothers from the same woman. And our Mishnah only deals with cases of marriage, not with cases where a woman was violated. So, the strong man who did Yibum to one of two sisters because the other was an heir to him, though his brother could not do the same, discovered they were daughters born out of wedlock, and that Rebbe Shimon punches his brother from doing Yibum or Chalitza because of Isha Ochosa, which reminds me, brings a price to the top. Rabbi Shimon Pater's both sisters of all Yibum to one Yavam from Chalitza and Yibum for the Pasuk states, You shall not take a woman in addition to her sister to make them sorrows. This teaches that at the time that two sisters become sorrows to one another by falling to the same man for Yibum, you shall not have a marital bond with even one of them. All right, that concludes today's year. This is Rabbi Ramgol Zichu wishing you a great day and great learning.